Yo, what's good? This is Dylan from Producer Grind. Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. As always, my boy Letter L in the building with us. What's good, fam? How you feeling, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Just working. Hey, happy birthday, fam. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. One time for real G entrepreneur, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, my guy, man. But uh, we got a special guest in the building, man. Um, a guy I'm honored to be sitting next to, man. Um, his credits are very deep, man. And I really want to do this man justice um, and, and try to give y'all as many as I can. Um, this man has worked with Two Chains, Migos, Future, Rich Homie Quan, Kodak Black, Jeezy, Wiz Khalifa, Shy Glizzy, Young Dolph, Lil Dirk, Plies, Space Jambo, August Alcina, Lloyd, Gucci Man, Justin Bieber, Boys to Men, Soldier Boy, Zaytoven, and Sean Garrett. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome into the building, Cassius J, man. Appreciate you for joining us, bro. Appreciate y'all having me. What's up, man? Happy birthday to you, too. Appreciate it, bro. What's up? What's up? Yeah, man. We got a lot a lot of shit we want to talk to you about, man, because you do a lot of big things in the industry right now. But um, one thing in particular, man, I think we want to go ahead and get into, uh, I think we consider that pressing business. Um, we have a responsibility in the producer community, right, at Producer Grind. Um, you know, uh, we report a lot of news. Um, we're first with a lot of stuff. So, right. um, KO, go ahead and roll that tape for me. This industry is cutthroat. And I seen it with, even with this situation, with like the Migos shit. Like, if I wouldn't have stood up for myself, I wouldn't have got credited for it. Mm. So it was like, I was pissed off when that Migos shit first came out. Cause I didn't, it was like, it wasn't my tag on that beat. I'm like, hold on, he ain't pressed no, not one key on this shit. So it made me mad, you know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, I was able to get everything straightened away with the label and I went directly to the source and then I made sure that they, you know what I'm saying? They, everything, like for the physical copy I'll be on there, they already changed it all uh, for like the Wikipedia and all the digital downloads, but I mean the tag is still on there, which is probably irritating me for the rest of my life, but <laughs> I mean, because if you think about it, that was a big opportunity that I missed when Quavo released that, the uh Produce production credits. Yeah, the and picture went, thing. And yeah. it went viral. Yeah, like my name was supposed to be on there, yeah, but it sure. wasn't. So it's like that probably will piss me off till the day I die. But <laughs> I'm not going to harp on it. Like, <laughs> All right. So before we go to Cassius, I want to make sure uh, we give that some context. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we had Nonstop on the show, and he was talking about his joint, uh, Made Men, on the Migos Culture 2 joint, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, as we looked at the playback before we even went on air, one thing we noted was that even though Nonstop made that statement, he didn't actually name Cassius J. Now, I do, I did uh, talk with Nonstop, and he's okay with me saying, hey, you know, what he meant, what he wanted to say was he felt like for the Made Men joint, he gave Cassius the joint, it, and under his impression, they were supposed to be collabing. Cassius put his tag on the joint and didn't really do anything else to the beat and then mm -hmm. pass it on. So, you know, we know there's two sides to every story and, you know, we want to honor that. So we appreciate you joining us to kind of um, give give your side of things. You did. Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you all for letting me come over here because I didn't even see that somebody else uh, brought that to my attention. So I was like, well, shoot, I know you guys got a lot of people watching to the young people. So I was like, that's good. I love to go in there and uh, comment to that. That whole situation it's all wrong, all right? It starts off from like this. When he gave me the beats, of course he, he was under a pressure that I was going to add some, but I was on tour at the time. So instead of me adding anything, I just tagged every beat, not just that one particular beat. <laughs> when we was working, our agreement was, hey, man, let's be a let's be a, a team. And I was like, every beat, I ain't going to be able to touch. 
but it's going to be a time, you know what I'm saying, where we're going to be able to collab. Let's just move because I think of the bigger picture. So he I, knew that up front. Oh yeah, he knew. He knew. He already knew my tags was on every beat that he gave me. The simple fact, if you go back and look at my Instagram, you'll see us all the way in Nashville, Tennessee, working with Young Buck. Of course, same some of Young Buck's beats huh. that we rapped on. You hear my tags on, but they nonstop beats. It wasn't addressed then, mm. so it wasn't a problem then. If you go back and look on my Facebook or his Facebook and my Instagram. Or my Twitter, you can see us with Party Next Door. I brought him on tour with me with Party Next Door because I couldn't make beats and be a musician while I was on tour. Mm. So I needed help. Nonstop was was my help. Why do you think he addressed it now and not then? Well, all I could think and all I could know was because we talked about this, so I don't think he he been felt that way. It's yeah. just he said he should have said something at the beginning instead of waiting until after, of course, the song's finna get placed. Did say so. Not last, not but least. You could go on Instagram and see Quavo riding in his Bentley or something, and that song they was playing that song in the background, and my tag was on it. This mm. was two, three months before this song came out. Mm. Why wasn't it addressed then? Why mm. was it addressed after we about to say, "Hey man, this song about to get placed on the album"? Now it's a big problem. Well, the thing was, I and this is for every young producer. I used to tell nonstop before you give me any beats. Put your tag on it. You said that to me and JB when we did the class. Thank you. I, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie, you definitely mm-hmm. said Thank you. I tell mm-hmm. every producer, before we, I don't care if I collab or not, before you give it to me and say I could push it or place it or whatever, put your tag on it because people don't ask for sessions no more. And I guess he was under the impression that they was gonna call and ask for the session. Track house and stuff. Right. Oh. And he said he went directly to the source. No, the source came to me and I directed them to him. It wasn't nothing shady. Everything from top to bottom was just like this. Hey, nonstop produced to be a hey, y'all need to call him at because they was asking about a sample. They was asking about a clear a clearance. Now, when it comes to the producer list, it was two songs on there that we produced. They took one of the songs off. It's going on a whole nother project. Mm. So when Quavo put that producer list off, <clears throat> that's what he was going off of. Two songs, which one of me I did with nonstop, and then one of them was just nonstop. Mm-hmm. But by the time I had them told them that, he already had put out the list. Mm-hmm. And as you know, they don't communicate three people. I get it beat the takeoff. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it to Quavo. I didn't get the offset. So when I, by the time I don't told takeoff, the song already recorded. It's on going on the album. When I tried to even send them a whole other version, like, hey, man, make sure it's tag on it. They don't want to hear all that, man. Listen, we already recorded. We on to the next one. Y'all got another one on here, though. Is it tag on other beat? And that's how it went. But then they ended up taking the other song off there. Now the uh, other song is on not. I can go ahead and tell you it's going on Cardi B's album. Uh, no bad song. Facts. So it wasn't nothing shady. Like I can understand how you feel. Like his name not being on that list because of course your name go farther. But it wasn't done intentionally. You yeah. Know? Okay. It was. It, was it, it wasn't done intentionally at all. And then now when it comes to the two chain joint, because I know you're gonna bring it up next. Yeah. The land of the free. Cause cause I wanna point this out. So I'm looking at the made men credits on Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. So we can clearly hear your tag. And then it's his produced by Cassius J. When you go to the land of the freaks joint, you can go ahead because I'm gonna pull that up real quick. Uh, I think I think what really uh I think what probably made him speak out was the fact that that, that thing that I think uh, yeah. Quavo posted with all the drawings of people's yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was probably because he said he was left out on there. Yeah, but man, as a producer, as a, that, that's a grown man. That's not no child right there. That's a grown man. I'm a grown man. Yeah. We ain't young like these young cats, Pierre and Metro, Mexico, Joe. We ain't young like that. Mm-hmm. We in our 30s. 
So as a man, you got to understand, all right, little stuff like that's going to happen. I, man, I can tell you stories that I about me and my buddy, my right-hand man. My name ain't been on a lot of stuff. I don't trip about it. I don't even talk about it. It is what it is because I understand the bigger picture. All right, if Holmes just did this, I don't been rocking Holmes probably two, three months, September. If Holmes just got me this one place, man, and now he just got me another one. Right. And he got me. I ain't tripping over that because at the end of the day, we thinking about what money. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I first posted on my Instagram, he probably had like 4,000, 5,000 followers. I posted him on my Instagram. He got 1,000 followers. Mm -hmm. So it was like, bro, I'm going to help you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it went crazy because there was a lot of extra stuff going on. I'm on tour. I'm partying. I'm having fun. Niggas buying beats. I probably sold one of his beats to somebody not thinking because if you if I said again and you read between the lines, I was on tour and I was partying. <laughs> so I'm out of my mind. I'm not thinking about stuff. The, the way I was acting, they didn't even really. Two o'clock in the morning, somebody right. hand you a wad of cash and hit you with the cash app. Yeah, right. go ahead. Hey, go ahead. I don't care about that. I'm not even thinking about that at the yeah. end of the day because yeah. I'm a geek. Yeah. So the way that that person who I was, that yeah. ain't even who I really am. It just, that's, that beat just had to be one of the beats I sent out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when it came to Land of the Freaks, all these beats was in the same pack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he was at my house when we did that beat. Yeah. And we redid that same beat for Party Next And that shit hot as fuck too. Right. Yeah. And see, I guess when he said, I don't know if he said, I don't know if he said I didn't produce that one or I didn't touch nothing on that one. I don't know the exact uh, word. This is, this is, and in and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on here in a minute too. Um, I I think his feeling was that you you didn't touch that, but I'm gonna clarify that. But I feel like it was those two songs specifically. It was um, Made Men and it was those two songs specifically. But as you see, I got writer's credit. What it is, man, with yeah, both oh, of them yeah. songs, I sit there when they recorded. Them. Yeah. I helped them record them. Songs I helped with melody and stuff. It ain't like I just. Let, just gave him a beat and walked out. I ain't emailed nobody. And then I was there. These are my friends. Migos yeah. is my friend. I've been Migos since they started. Two Chains is my friend. So it's like, regardless, if I did anything, I know on this one, Land of the Freaks, I know I switched to 808 and it probably changed up a snare or something. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't did that same thing with London. I don't did it with Weezy. I don't, it's anybody that don't got a major placement, we'll do the same thing. We ain't crying about who did what and who gonna split what. You my boy, all right, we splitting 50 50. Mm -hmm. That's the under, that's the impression I was under when me and Nest I was working. Regardless of who did what, you my boy, you put me in a great opportunity. You put me in a great place. I took him to party next door house, with, which is that is no no party. Don't let nobody come to his house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking if I'm gonna do all these favors for you, let the little petty shit look past that and worry about the big shit, and let's just split it down the middle and keep making beats. Like I said, I was trying to make it a team situation, but then it got. Messy. Yeah. So once stuff get messy, you had to let it go. You know, it got to the point where we was, I guess, beefing or whatever, or we had think worries or whatever. But it's like at the end of the day, I that was literally gonna be my next question. Like, are y'all cool? I mean, can y'all talk? I don't have to talk to him. You know, what I'm saying I don't want to talk to him. It, it is what it is at this point. I, I wish him the best. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I did what I did for him. God gonna bless me for it. And I, and I learned a lot from him. He's a great producer. So I learned a whole nother way of producing, a whole nother uh, wave of producing. So I guess it, that's, that was the whole purpose. So yeah. I, accept, I accept this, you know, whatever yeah. came with it. I accept that Migo, yeah. you know, I don't know if we cuss on this shit, but nah, you said whatever the fuck you want to say. I accept that. Yeah. If a nigga wanna say, I took his beat, put my tag on it, he's right. I did. But it was an understanding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like I intentionally did it trying to be out of, you know what I'm saying, a sneaky nigga. Yeah. Like it was an understanding. Like I said, 
Any nigga sitting at your house making beats with you, you best believe it's an understanding. Right. If you, like I said, you go on my Instagram, you see us at the crib making beats together. Yeah. So you really think I'm trying to harm a nigga that know exactly what me and my kids lay out here at? Mm, think I'm yeah. intentionally trying to harm you? Makes sense. You know, like I said, when and then when they call on the Migos situation, when they <coughs> call, because we caught the we caught the uh two chain them handled they business way better than uh Migos them. Migos them, they they some fast movers. They, you know, they putting out stuff. Two chain them uh, called me like a month, two months ahead. So I was like, able to catch it, like, hey yo, I did that beat with somebody else. He produced it, I co-produced it, make sure y'all name it the right way. Mm. So I told him that off the rip. Screenshotted it, sent it to nonstop. Of course, I always show him everything that's going on. Yeah. Same thing with Migos. Migos, they didn't do it that way. They called like two days before they finna drop. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And so you didn't know about the list before they put it out? Nah. I ain't know nothing about it. You just scrolled just like the rest of us? Just like everybody else. I was scrolling, but I was under the impression it was two songs on the album. So I didn't care if, you know, about the main man. I, ain't even, I wasn't worried about that. I was worried about the other song. Like, cause the other song, when you hear it, you can be like, dang. It should have been no culture because it's like a single. That was my concern. Yeah. I already knew the maid man was already messed up because I tried to send. I tried, <clears throat> matter of fact, I tried to put his tag on the beat and resend it. And then resend it to, to them, them. Yeah. and they didn't. They and I sent it to him, but but they didn't switch it. They they weren't thinking about that. And I learned that from Future. Once they done with them records, man, they're not going back to it. It's over with. Yeah. So that's why. I'm glad I'm on here to remind any producers, man, if y'all collaborate with other producers, make sure you put your tag on it so you don't go through what I just went through. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I don't know if it made me look like a bad guy, sneaky guy, weird guy, creepy guy, whatever. That ain't who I am. You know, at the end of the day, I'm always trying to help young cats. And I got a little young cat. I'd be happy his name, ATL Jacob. Y'all need to get him on here. Dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've been, we, yeah, we been linked with Jacob. Let me Captain. tell you how gangster we is, man. Holmes, I come over, make beats, give me the whole session. I add two, three things, piano rolls or whatever. I get a beat back to Holmes. Let me tell you how gangster we is. Holmes could go, Holmes don't wait and sold the beats. I ain't saying that. Because I, I love, you know what I'm saying, happen. He don't give me a beat. I don't got him placed. You know what I'm saying? I tell him, we ain't fighting about who did what. It's yeah. like, hey, we splitting it down the middle. Home, then he had to call me and tell me, hey, man, I sold one of your beats. Well, a beat that we did together. So I'm going to give you, he ain't got to call me and tell me that. Just off me just being a real nigga, like, that's small. That little $500,000, that's small. All right, let's get this $10,000, this $15,000. Yeah. See, I think different. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I thought me and my boy was, but it was just a different situation. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you asked me, do I want to speak to him? We, we ain't got no bad blood. I just, I'm cool on that. You know what I'm saying? I can do it myself. I mean, at the end of the day, I wish I was in a better place. The re- at the end of the day, the records are dope. Yeah, the records are stupid dope. Yeah, and um, at least, like, it's a learning moment for us, for the community. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate you coming on here to talk about that, yeah. right? and Dylan, I remember telling Dylan the same thing. Before I even did the beat, hey, man, put your beat, put your name on that beat. Because if <laughs> I pass it out, somebody going to rap on it just because I have a relationship. Yeah. And Zay used to tell me that, man. Put your tag on the beat because... I have a relationship with these people, man. Sometimes the beat could be whack and they gonna rap on it just because of who names on it. And then you know, it just is what it is. It's a lot of love, though. But that, that's a common thing, like, you know, like, in, in for a producer, like, one person may handle the musical part, one person's getting it placed. Like, that's, the business side of getting it placed is part of the, is, you know, part of the, the whole making the beat. Yeah. yeah. And this process been going on way before me. Yeah. Man, and I can name your main producers that used to take people beats, not take people beats, but take a producer beat that they're working with, add one sound to it, but get credited for producing to get the other person to get co-production. 
that, that's been going on since Timberland days. Mm-hmm. So if you do your history, you'll see it. It is just like, I just thought, man, Holmes was just on something different. You know, I just thought it was something different than what it was. But by the time it was clarified, like I said, all the beats already had done been tagged yeah. and it was out. And to be honest, you know, I wish it wouldn't have went that way because it was so many other people that had rapped on some of the beats that I had to call back and tell them, hey, no, nah, we can't put that out. Uh, yeah, like Trey Songs, August, Kodak Black. Damn. I got a couple of Jeremiah. It's a couple of other people that don't rap on them beats where I didn't touch anything too with my tag on it and his tag wasn't on it. So I had to stop that real early. Like, nah, I don't put them out. So it's like, now I got to go back and do it all by myself or something like that or whatever the situation is. So that's why I wish it wouldn't have went that way because it was finna take off. Like it was finna go real, real far. But, you know, I guess that part when he was like, you got to stand up for yourself. Sometimes <clears throat> you don't stand up for yourself. Sometimes you be humble and let things be what it be. God going to work it out at the end of the day. Wow. So if it was some messed up stuff, I was going to figure that out way early. So sometimes you got you to gotta give to get. I and feel that. 25% is better than a, 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 a 0% of nothing. So, you know, it is what it is. So producers, stand up for yourself, but don't be silly. It's a it's a tactful game. It's a it's a strategic game. I yeah, mean, you, know. you got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. So at the end of the day, my last question on this before we move on is: when I hear a Cassius tag, I know it, it it's probably a Cassius beat. Mm-hmm. It might be a Cassius beat. I got to go check. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of asking, like, you know, well, see, anything that I ever done besides Made Man and Land of the Freaks. Ain't nothing but cashes. Okay, cool. There ain't no co-production going on nowhere else. It, if you hear say cashes, or unless you hear another tag on it, now, if it's another tag on it, of course, but anything you just hear my tag on, that's me. I've been making beats. I don't show a million people I can make beats by myself. Yeah. It ain't like this is my first placement. You know what I'm saying? I don't have five placements. So, well, not five placements, but five five songs last year, what, on the radio, five, uh, 2016 to 17, five, six songs on the radio. So all that was me by myself. Now I got two on the radio, all that's me by myself. So it ain't never been, you know what I'm saying? You ain't never got to worry about that. And, and I ain't fronting on you, because I know your credentials. This man was a musical director for Justin Bieber's tour. Is that correct? I was. The, I just played keys for Justin Bieber. I was in his music director. My, the bass player, my boy Justin uh, Bernard Harvey, was the okay, music director. Okay. I was the music di- director for Party Next Door. Okay, oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And I've also, as we was talking about off air, I, I've, I've been out to Cash's church, watched him right. play keys um, for his church, too. He's dope, man. Right. Um, I, I saw you tell the story about how you had done some gigging, and mm-hmm. you had to learn how to play, like, every song. Every song. And then, you, you know, all it is is just variations half the time, but kind of that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. When, when they call, what were you saying? Learning the songs, what you mean? Gospel songs? Or you mean like- Well, like you party? was telling, I think you, I saw you telling one story, like you was gigging one night and y'all was doing like a Stevie Wonder joint. And then the next morning you were at church kind of playing like the Stevie Wonder oh, like yeah, yeah. licks, you know? Well, well, yeah, I always, I always, and that's still what I do now, I always like integrate anything I don't learn. Into yeah. music, especially yeah. when it comes to gospel, because gospel is an emotion, gospel is a feeling. So, of course, if I learn some funk, when I go to church, I'm gonna go to church and play some funk. As if it's if it's a progression in that song where I could be funky, mm-hmm. of course, I'm gonna take it back to the, the mm-hmm. 70s and the 80s, you know, yeah. just because people know music is a feeling. You know, you can play certain songs, somebody gonna cry. You can play certain songs, they wanna dance. You can play certain songs, they might wanna shoot somebody. It's like most experience. <laughs> yeah. It's spirits in this music. Yeah. And I understood that at a young age because I was a musician. So when I was playing behind the pastor, I knew when to 
play some shouting music to make them go shout. I knew when to play some worship music because they finna cry. I knew when to just play talk music when they just want to be mellow. So it was like, it's emotion. So that's how I, I made beats. When I'm making beats, I'm trying to make beats because I know it's emotion. So like, dang, what can I make to make this girl shake her booty like this? Or, <laughs> or what can I make to make a nigga goddamn go rob a nigga? Son? Even though I don't promote that, but I just think like that because yeah, I'm trying to do some stuff. It's like, it's a lot comes with it. It's, a, it's an emotion. Yeah. Music is the emotion point blank, period. So, I mean, going back to what you were saying, you know, on tour, the tour life and shit, you know, you, uh, you know, <laughs> drinking, drugging type shit. So, does that, I mean, would you say that, uh, I guess, changing your mind state and stuff helps you with the music or is that just more like just the party cashes? Man, listen, I do not promote drugs. <laughs> but my daddy used to tell me when I was a youngster, that when they George Clinton, Gap Band, and all those guys was on drugs, I did not believe them. And I couldn't understand it. But until I tried it, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother experience, man. But I don't promote it. Cause you got people like Zaytoven, he mm-hmm. don't try no man, man, he never touched a drug. Mm-hmm. He don't drink, he don't curse, he don't do nothing, and he make his music. Yeah. You know, it's his sound. Do I think he could stretch out if he was on drugs? I bet he would make a different beat if he tried. <laughs> See, so when it comes to like drugs, it, it plays with your mind, I ain't gonna lie. I, ain't gonna, I don't promote it, but how you think these rappers making these songs and how you think they making so many songs? Yeah. And they telling you what they doing. Yeah. So I ain't even gotta answer that question. You just, just put it together. I don't promote it. You know, I went through that phase. I'm glad God brought me out of that. But I went through the phase when I was popping Percocets, Xanax, I tried cocaine. I don't went through the phase, weed, a whole bunch of liquor. And I made some dope stuff. When I go back and listen to it, it's like, huh, I know where I did that. Yeah. So then, but me being spiritual, of course, I had to pray all them demons off of me. Then I just asked God, God, give me that same vibe. Give me that same that same spirit that you gave me when I was on that mess. Mm. Give it to me on a sober side. And that's what happened. That's what's happening. So. Like I said, everything is a learning experience, man. When you yeah. go through stuff like that, the Bible talks about it being seasons. That's just a season. Yeah. Unless you got an addicted spirit. Now, if you got an addicted spirit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend you try nothing. Boy, Cash is taking <laughs> us back to church, man. Nah, because it's the truth. Nah, that's yeah. real shit. Like, yeah. that spiritual shit is real. Yeah, like, for real. yeah I've been, I, I, I went to your church a couple of times, man. It was a dope experience, man. I appreciate y'all having me out there, man. Um, you know, you know, you, you know, one of the reasons why I came, man, I'll be honest, when you was telling the story about um, how you first met Zay and when uh, Zay came to your church, can you tell that, tell that story a little bit? Oh, yeah. He was, I met Zay. He didn't come to my church. He was at one of my friends' musical. Okay, and, uh, okay. And I was on the organ. I was on the organ of the piano playing, and the bass player was like, hey, man, there goes Zaytoven out there. And I think at that time, I only had one placement. That was the Justin Bieber joint. So I was like, well, shoot, after the uh, musical, I'm going to go out there and holler at home and see what's up. And when I met him, it was just like a bun. Like as soon as I introduced myself, dapped him up, we started talking. I ain't even, I told him I produced, but I ain't even telling him what I produce. I was just like I make music. He's like, all right, well, call me Tuesday and come to the house and uh let's link up. So about a week or two, you know, I kept calling. I guess he was busy and he answered, but I kept calling, stay consistent. So about probably about two weeks later, I called home, was like, well, I'm at the house cleaning up, man. Uh you could come over and just play your beats. I'm cleaning up. So I was like, cool, I'm gonna come over. So I went over there, played him some beats, shot pool with him. We was playing the piano. I was showing him some different stuff that he didn't know. On the <laughs> That's piano. crazy. You were showing Zay some shit. Yeah, I was showing man, listen, this is no lie. Zay, I tell you this, we never was friends because of my beats was great and his beats was great. We was only friends because I was a little greater than he was on the piano. I was a little better and I could teach him something. That's why we became best friends because he wanted to learn. Of course, Zay is a 
uh, he soak, he's a sponge, he soaks stuff up. Yeah. So he wanted to learn something new on the piano. And I was like, at the time, and when, when I was doing gospel real, real heavy, I was like one of the biggest gospel players in, in, in Atlanta. Like when you came to Atlanta, I was going to play for every big gospel artist it was. They was going to ask, who is Joshua Cross? Yeah. Who is Josh? So when I met Zay, of course, that's how we became friends. Then the beat stuff came later because I didn't understand the trap world. Because, of course, I was making pop music and R&B music. So when I got with Zay, that's when I started trying to make beats like Zay. So if you listen to a lot of my earlier stuff, you can't tell the difference between me and Zay, though. All those videos of them yeah. cooking up, yeah. it was like the little five-minute cook-ups. Yeah, yeah. Cook yeah, that was me really learning. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. We need a new double cook-up, though. Yeah, Everybody we need that. Everybody in the world, we're going we to have to make them pay for that. Cause everybody, everywhere <laughs> I go, I swear to God, gas station, musicals, Record wherever I go, parties, wherever I'm at, man. People ask for that. I could just be walking in the street and people ask, can they get a double cook up from Zay? So, yeah, we're gonna make them pay for it. Yeah, we gotta talk about that for real. <laughs> we got to, like, yeah. that's gonna have to be something we do almost like how him and Scott Storch did it. Mm. But yeah, but, but go back to that. That's how I got to learn how to make beats. It was Zaytoven teaching me, so of course, I was mimicking this sound until, excuse me, I got my own name and then I just switched it all the way up. Just Found a whole nother way. So now you can tell the difference between me and Zay Beats. It ain't nowhere near the same. Because I had to figure out how to make trap music. But, yeah. you know, forming my way of making it. When, so, when are we going to get a uh, Cassius J album, man? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm working on a deal right now. I got a deal on the table. So just keep your hand crossing to the end. We got Young Band's album off in the drop. We got T-Hood album off in the drop. Another Pee Wee Long Way. Rich Homie Corn just asked me to do a whole album with him. Oh, yes, so, sir. Shout out to my boy T Hood, though, too. Yeah, T Hood. Me and Sunny Digital working on the album right now. So I'm going to do that until the right situation comes. That's what it is. I got, I got plenty of music, though. The album with Sunny, that's him. It's him rapping? Yeah, it's with Sunny rapping. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be fun because it's almost a challenge. A producer producing a producer, that's a challenge. <laughs> so it's like, I don't yeah. know how that's going to go. That, but like I told y'all, everything is a season. So me producing Sonny, I bet something good come up out of it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I might be the greatest producer in the world after that because he's a dope. He's dope. That nigga's just stupid dope. So yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to hear some more noise from Sonny, man. And Sonny, and Sonny is an artist. Now he ain't worried about that producing stuff. Like He's an artist. He don't figure out what he want to do. And he's going well for him. He gets shows and stuff. So I'm proud of Sonny Digital. I love you too, boy. That's my boy. And you be writing too? Do I write? No. Do I help with melodies? Yes. That's how me and Party Next Door came real close. Uh-huh. He would let me help him with melodies and stuff like that. Okay. So how does that look? You go in the booth and kind of just lay out a little mumbling? Just, I just mel- just lay it out. And then Holmes would tell me to get out the room and he'll write it out. And he'll switch it, of course, because he's a genius at that. That's what he does. And he'll write it out and it'd be something totally different. Mm. So like that was just something creative. But I learned all that coming up from under the old producer's Brian Michael Cox, Jazzy Faith. I watched all these cats growing up. So yeah. literally in the studio with them. My manager was day managers at the time. So I had a chance to experience a lot of stuff while I really got into it. D Sims just walked in the D-Sims building, in the man. man. What's good, bro? Superstar engineer. What's, What's good? Up? What's good? You good? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Like that jacket, family. Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you, man, did you get a chance to read the Gucci main book? No. You didn't. Mm. Okay. I don't watch TV or read books. <laughs> <laughs> Never read a single book? No. Since high school and college, no. Since I stopped playing music, I used to read a whole bunch of music books, but no. I ain't got time to read. Shoot. All we trying to do is make music and money. 
And there's so many young cats coming up. I don't even see how anybody can have time to do nothing. But <laughs> if you're a producer, shoot, you better just be sitting at home all day. Because this, this shit coming. It's new, it's new cats every day. Every time I turn around, it's a new joke I ain't never heard of. How do you feel about it? You feel it's going to be too oversaturated soon? Or? Yeah, but it's music. It was oversaturated when we was growing up. It just They just didn't have an outlet. So it's just music. It's going to feel like, like I always say, the good, you know, the good gonna stay around, and the, yeah. the one hit wonders they'll mm. come and go. Yeah, Wait. eventually it's gonna change though. Labels, because I don't feel like nobody making. I don't feel like labels making the money that they putting into the artist. So I feel like eventually it's gonna change and go back to the way it was. Mm. We're in like a testing experimental period with the labels and stuff. Mm-hmm. You heard about that story? They got. Um, I didn't know this until it came up. You know, Spotify just went public last week, right? And so, like a lot of the major labels had stock. Or not stock. I mean, because they didn't have the stock to the public. They had equity in Spotify, right? So they're talking about how when they sell those those stocks, you know, the artists and the producers and the writers are going to get pieces of that. And I'm sure you, you know, that would affect you. You know what I'm I'll saying? I'd be glad when they do it, then. <laughs> I sure be glad when they do it. Because what it been, with Spotify, this is what these people doing, man. Spotify, what is it called? Uh Title. String Cut. Is it String? Oh, String Cut, where they go get your money for you? Yeah, String Cut, Foundation, uh, it's a whole bunch of Empire. What they doing is they the ones who streaming, but now they starting labels. Oh. So they, they finna all this universal stuff unless they tag team together. Mm. And they finna cut a lot of this stuff out. And I just fit, realized that just working with the newer cats, that's why I keep working with new cats. Yeah. Cause you learn something different. Me working with like Young Bands and Miss Mulatto and T-Hood, I'm learning like, Dang, y'all get money from this? Like, you ain't got to be signed no more to get no money. Like, the distribution company's giving you money to put out an album. 80 grand, 190 grand, 200,000. So it's like, hold on. I'm finna do this to hell with signing with a major label. I'll do that later, you know what I'm saying? Burn. So that's the new thing, man. Distribution. Distribution. I'm young and I'm telling y'all, don't be giving y'all music away for free. They paying for this stuff. Mm. Even to the people that ain't, they ain't never been heard of, they paying these people for this stuff. Because it's streaming, they're making money off of it. No cap. We have that one moment every podcast where you got to stop and rewind because I was game right there. <laughs> I'm talking about, I didn't know that. Hey, man. Yeah. Ask them. When they so, come in here, ask them. That's why these jokers got on jury and stuff. And it's real. They get, they making money off this stuff, man. So as an artist, though, that company is willing to give you a check. And then, so is that how the producer gets paid with that budget or nah, and then your royalties? Of course, they, of course, unless they were cool with you, they ain't paying no producers. But that's why producers got to be smart to learn to put their own projects out. So if I do a project with T-Hood, it's going to say cash is J and T-Hood. So when we go take that to that distribution, we splitting that down the middle. Mm, that's facts. Same thing with Pee-Wee, same with anybody I do it with. That's why I do it, though, to make a couple of extra, you know what I'm saying, some yeah. money. And I didn't know that until I found out. Like, dang, y'all paid off for what? Y'all paid me go who? Y'all? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Until they start. Of course, I build relationships with everybody. So I started building relationships with the big dogs. Yeah. Empire with Gazi. I'm, I'm Gazi right here, man. So it's like, oh, yeah, we pay for this. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. So then I hit that artist up like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? What's up with that bread? You know, you got to know the game. You got to know it. You got to understand it. And I understand. <laughs> I got a lot of respect for Casher J right now for spilling that sauce. Cause really? that's, that's a lot of game right there. Like I hope y'all paying attention. It's priceless home. game. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's some money out there. So shouts out to um the spill, man. The uh producer grind Spotify playlist, man. I was listening to the joint um 
the Space Jam Bow Joint, New Money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the joint you did, man. I'm fucking with that heavy, man. I really like that joint. See, that's man. another nonstop beat. That's not even me. That's another nonstop situation. They just put it out. That's what, uh, what's the name on it, right? Uh, NBA Young NBA Young yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nonstop beat. That's another situation where they didn't call. I was passing out the beats. Oh, man. And that beat got caught up. And they, like I said, that's just the way this shit go. They don't yeah. ask no more, man. That's why I, used to, I keep telling people, if you do something with somebody, put your tag on your beat, man. Oh, man. And then to find out, the, the nigga manager, Space Jambo, knows nonstop. So it was like, damn. Because they kept asking who, because it was an 808 tag. That's what it was. It was an 808 Mafia tag. I think was, yeah, I think it's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they kept saying, who was the 808 Mafia dude? So in their mind, they assuming it's D.Y., they assuming it's Southside, they assuming it's T.M. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, it's neither one of them. It's yeah. nonstop. But by that time, they already had to release it. So that's another one of them situations. And I didn't, you know, I don't even really listen to Space Jam like that. So I didn't even, I didn't even catch it. Yeah. I still like, I'm just so not finding out all this shit. You really making that many beats? Yeah. It's that many beats passing through your hands. How many beats a day you make? Ten. Because there's a whole nother way to make beats that I ain't gonna never tell nobody. But yeah, ten. Ten, that's it. I will share it though. I just say this. If you make a beat and the tempo is 140, Five, and you do a hi-hat pattern. Of course, these beats that you probably don't got mixed or you don't collab with somebody. If the pattern, and this how, this how it's going to, man. I hate to say this, because I know a lot of people finna do it. <laughs> but if I, let's say if I did a beat with nonstop, and I say, hey, nonstop, give me the sessions to them beats so I can add to it. Once you give me your set, your, your sounds, I got them now. So if that beat was made in 150, 150 to about 148, I can adjust it where it's not going to make a difference. So the way a lot of people is making the beats, this is what I'm telling you why I'm glad I went through that with him because I learned something watching him do it, yeah. watching Metro do it, watching a lot of people do it. I ain't going to call a lot of people names, but if I take a hi-hat that's 150, and you know a lot of these niggas got these hi-hats that's going all that shit. A lot of people <laughs> can't do that with their softwares. softwares. And then it's just a certain feeling. You can't even mimic that shit. So if I take that hi-hat, take that snare, all that shit that was under 150 and put it in there, all right, now the drum's halfway done. All I got to do is put an 808 on it in the melody. Now, with Splice or whatever it's called, freeroyalties.com, <laughs> yeah. whatever, freesampleroyalties.com, you're going to get one melody, put that bitch on there, put it through gross beat, halftime, whatever, put reverb on it. You got a whole beat. All you got to do is do an 808 and add two, three sounds, and that go your beat. Yeah. So that's how I'm making 10 beats a day. I'm a musician, first of all, and I'm smart. Yeah. So I know I can't just take your beat and put it in my shit. So I'm going to take a melody that I don't hurry. I'll splice. I don't want to use your shit because you ain't coming back get my ass. <laughs> but I'm going to play it and invert it, add something different because I'm a musician. Lay that bitch down. I put my own samples through gross beats or halftime, make it sound different, put reverb on it. All these other shits. And I go to beat. Shit. There you it, go. It, it, it ain't no science to it no more. This is trap music. It ain't no science to it no more. That's the sauce. Don't <laughs> overthink it. And I tell people this all the time, too. It's like, you know, and it's funny because <clears throat> people talk about you and Zaytoven's particular style because y'all play the keys, right? Mm-hmm. Do y'all do you sample? No. I just told you I don't sample. I just yeah. told you I can listen to it and replay it and make it my own way. Yeah. I can hear one song and I promise you I can hear 10 different ways. That's just coming from being a musician. Yeah. I can play one song 10 different ways. 
Well, do you so like even some of those melodies you get, you don't chop none of them up or nothing like that? Mm-hmm. I always play everything from top to bottom. So when you got it like that, you got people that can play the keys, you got people that can sample, right? Mm-hmm. So when you can make the beat that fast, right? Does it ever get boring? Mm-mm. It can't get boring because have, have you ever seen a million dollars before? <laughs> Fair you, enough. Once you see a million dollars, that shit ain't gonna never. And you gonna spin it. This is the thing. You gonna get that million. You gonna spin it. You gonna goddamn get down about five, four, three, and you gonna be trying to figure out, God damn, I can't do what I used to do no more. So then you gonna goddamn fall back in love with whatever it was to make, help you make that million. You gonna yeah. fall back in love, especially with me, cause I'm not a street nigga. I didn't sell drugs. I ain't rob. I ain't do nothing. All I did was came from the church making five hundred dollars a Sunday to. Whatever now I'm worth shit. So it's like that's that's what made me who I am, producer. So I never get like I never fall out of love with it. Like I never get bored with it either. And if I do get bored with it, that's when I said this on Instagram the other day. I start listening to gospel music. And I start praying, hey God, give me that that same hunger I had in 2015. I need that right now. And he gonna get it to you. So yeah. it's just nah, you don't. You gotta love this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make some money out of something, you gonna love it. <laughs> how, could, how could you stay ahead of the game and stay hungry before you even lose it? Shit, go to the gym, work out, and put your playlist on SoundCloud and listen to all these new young cats that's coming out that's 15, 16 years old. And you better start making beats like them because I promise you that's the sound. You notice all this, that you notice Migos sound is changing. Like a lot of the shit still, Zaytoven sound is the sound. So figure out how to make Zaytoven sound 2020 and you win it right now. So who are three artists, who three rappers that you say the sound is going towards? Right now. Young rappers. Mm. Uzi. Mm. Yeah. Uh, young. What's his name? Lil Pimp, Lil Punk. Mm-hmm. They loving his sound. And let's see who else I would say that's young, that people rock with. I say, he not young though, but he always got some good beats. I say, listen to Rich the Kid too. Mm, mm, Rich yeah. the Kids, he's a little old, older, but they love his sound. All them, man, all them backpack rappers, those, that's the sound. All them what about like Tokyo, the Smoke Perks, Smoke Perks, Trippy Red. Trippy, that's what I'm saying. Those are the people you should be listening to. Don't go listen to no Gucci, man. Not, not, <laughs> not talk about them or no Jeezy and all that, because that sound ain't coming back no time soon. That sound is dead, because these young cats making the beats now, and they can't play the instruments. They can only play one or two chords, so... And they don't even know those old Jeezy songs that we love and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't even, that, that, that man, listen, my homie told me he didn't even know who Young Buck was. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I was like, what? Like, he was like, I don't even know who that is. I that's was like, whoa. fair, though. Yeah. So that's why, that's what made me go listen to these young cats, like little bands. And it's a whole bunch of them. That's uh, Uno the Activist. That's what makes me stick with them, Young Gun and all that. I, I, I was with Gun before he took off. It's like, because that's the sound. Gunner got a good way, too. So I listen to Gunner if I was y'all, too. Got to stay around young cats. That'll, that'll keep you, uh, that'll keep you in cats. the loop. And that's what's going to get you your money. You know, creating your own artists, creating these young kids. That's where the money going to come from. But chasing these artists, you ain't finna make no money. You expect to be going back on tour this year? Never. <laughs> it's all about Cash and Jay this year. Yeah. It's about nobody else. I promise you that. I'm finna get everybody run for their money. I'm making no lie. Put this tag, this underline. I'm finna goddamn make it hard for everybody. I promise you that. I'm on a mission. Is the sound gonna be different? It's gonna be different and it's gonna be fun. Cause it ain't gonna. I told you I don't been around too many people, so I don't learn so much that I ain't making the same type beats no more. I'm not finna be put in that category. 
So it's going to be trap music, just going to be a different form of trap music. It's going to be the same 808 snares and all that, but the melodies, I'm going to make it where it's fun. You know? So you say you learn something from every situation you're in. I saw y'all out in Europe last year. You was working with those guys. Um, what did you learn from kind of being over there and how they make music? They, they're ahead of us. They're 10 years ahead of us. No lie. That's why Drake just did that song. What's that cat name? Uh, Bing something. Drake just did a song from a guy over there. I forget the song. Damn. He just did a song and the song going crazy. When I was in London, they were just playing like everything they was playing sounded like our music, mm-hmm. but cleaner. Okay. It was just pr- it was just clean, so it's like 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 a cleaner trap sound. A cleaner trap sound, but it was still a trap. Yeah. Like they didn't try to make it EDM or that. It was same drums we use it. It was just clean. Yeah. So that I brought that back ASAP, and I ended up getting a placement with two of the guys. I can't think of their names right now. I ended up, I just found out today that I got two placements on their album. And they sell just like we sell over here. Yeah. So, and I'm going back. So I'm going back this month. So just strictly from a sonic perspective, and that's crazy because people say, like, you know, literally for it to be trap music, it's still got to have that, like, kind of that sonic grit to it, right? Man, I don't hear it. it ain't got the, the trap music. As long as you got them drums hitting and got that bounce, the melodies is whatever you make it, man. Yeah. It's not, it's not a rocket science to it. Like, it ain't hard at all. A little kid could do it. It's just you got to have the right sounds, the right plugins, the right kits, the right EQs. It's just, that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matching your sounds. But making the music is very easy. It's going to get easier and easier as long as they keep putting out Fruity Loops. <laughs> is there any other uh, music besides rap and hip-hop that you see on the rise that you listen to? No. Rap, hip-hop is the new pop. So, no, I don't see it. But what about, like, there's got to be something forming that's going to be big in five, ten years. R&B finna come back around and... Hmm. And I don't see it coming. I can't see it right now because I don't see the youngins doing it. You got to look at the young people. You can't look at what we doing now saying it's going to be hot 10 years from now. No, you got to look at what these young kids doing. They're not using guitars and they're not using bands and they're not making R&B songs. So no, it's going to be trap music. They're just going to figure out another way to do it. And Different they, variation, right? That's, that's their music. Just like back in the 90s, I was... was uh, uh, to the window, <laughs> and that lasted for ten whole years. Yeah, and it almost it carried on to probably about two thousand. No lie, about two thousand five, and that's when Gucci and Ti and Jeezy and all them boys started changing the sound, and making trap music. Now, trap music, of course, ten years, fifteen years later, it's the shit. So now these younger kids finna make it something else. I'm telling you, ain't going nowhere no time soon. That's that's uh, job security. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Shit, that's how they stay. Got that wrist on that nigga been doing this shit eighteen years. I peep I peeped the whole DJ turn he took, man. That's bread right there, boy. Y'all all over the place with that. Oh yeah. They man, they trying to get me to do this shit. I ain't worried about that. I don't wanna be no DJ. I mean, what you gotta do? Just run the machine? I don't do nothing. I mean, what does he do? Press a couple buttons? Press a couple buttons. But he got a million hits. So he could do that. All he's doing is playing all his songs. He got a million of them. You could do that too, sure. Nah, I'm still building my catalog. That's why I told you 2018. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> that way I can. I'll do that next year. Yeah. But 2018, I'm trying to get number ones and a whole bunch of number ones. That's it. Period. Head down, feet in the mud. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You ain't going to see me at no strip clubs. You ain't going to see me out too much unless they pay me. I'm at the house. So if you're looking for me, you won't beef. I'm at the house. Anybody looking for me, I'm at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, give me a reason to shoot you, cause that's all I can tell you. I'm at the house. 
<laughs> no cap. I ain't done all that moving around stuff no more. Because it's sidetracked. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at rappers, you know, man, look at these niggas. They be in the studio. Yeah. All day they go shopping, do their shows, flex their money and their jets, and they go back to the studio. Mm. So if you want to be them and you want to be successful like them, you got to do what they do. Period. Yeah. Well, I always got respect for folks that, uh, you know, straight up, that always, you know, make sure that, um, you know, they being straight up that will tell you know, everything that's included. I appreciate you coming up here to tell your side of the story. Um, you know, I think it was a learning moment for everybody. Oh, and, yeah. and, I, and I think that's dope. I think one of my big takeaways is communicate. Right? Communicate. communicate and put your fucking tag on your beat. Yeah. At the, at the get-go, when you first meet a, a, a joker, and if he say, man, I like your style, <laughs> let's uh, be a team, tell him how you feel straight up. It ain't going to do nothing. Either he going to yeah. rock with you or not. Yeah. If he just said that at the very beginning, I'd have rocked with him. Because all I would have did was make sure every beat I passed out, I did something to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I still would have rocked with him. I just would have made sure every beat I passed out, I don't care if it didn't need something, I'm going to add to it. But then even with that, it still was petty. Like I said, it was learning uh, experience. Because even with like the uh, Land of the Freaks, even though, if I, even though I switched to 808, instead of splitting it, he still wanted to be petty and say, well, this is your percentage. You only get a small percentage because you only did this. So that's why I said, like you said, make sure you got an understanding. Point yeah. blank period. I never do it again. <laughs> okay. Never. The only people you're gonna see me collab with is Zaytoven, London and Weezy, and ATL Jake. You'll never see me work with another joke again. And C note of my peoples. Cause I don't like, like, I don't like mess. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that was messy. Like we boys, it shouldn't even got online. So Oh shit, we ain't collabing no more cash. Hey man, unless we got a, a very understanding, a good understanding. No. Well, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> no cap. Cause it just I don't like mess. Like I don't like yeah. it. I don't even never want to even talk about this again. So hopefully it is over with. Cause people be asking. I had I got I got a phone call two days ago, somebody asked about this from a label. And it was like, man, like why is we still talking about this? Everybody got what they deserve, you know. Niggas yeah. got they just as you heard him say, he got his publishing and shit. Yeah. I made sure that I did that. When he had to fight, I made sure, hey, man, y'all take care of him, give him what he want, I don't want nothing. You don't want your commission, your management, no, I don't want nothing, man. Give him what he deserved. Because I knew it was a misunderstanding, I already knew that. So it that, is what it is. That's as real as it gets. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you pulling up, man. You did. Happy birthday, Dylan. You appreciate did. it. Well, shit, appreciate everybody tuning in to the Producer Grind podcast. More episodes on the way. Peace.